In early November, middle market private equity firm Griffin Investors signed a deal to acquire Revision Skincare. CEO Maria Carell talked to Happy about this deal and what it means across its major franchises like IntelliShade, DEJ, and Nectifirm, as well as its fast-growing contract manufacturing operation. We also talked to Maria about Dermfluencers, TikTok, and what's to come in 2022 in physician-dispensed skincare. Here's our conversation. Hi, Maria. Thanks so much for joining me today. I want to start off with a question about what did Griffin see in Revision as a brand? So uh, what I believe Griffin saw, um, one, I know that they have had an interest in the physician dispense, professionally endorsed skincare or clinical skincare category for a long time. Uh, I believe they see the value of um, scientifically proven products. I believe they see the value in uh, efficacious products for the end consumer. And uh, they had identified us early on. So I, I, they, they have been following us. And um, today we're one of the uh, top five brands in, in the space. And we're also growing tremendously rapidly. So I believe the first and foremost was really the, the quality of the products, the quality of the science, the clinical research we've done. But then I also believe they saw the opportunity to take this brand even to you know the next level. We've started to launch our products internationally, so we start to have an international footprint. But it's still early on, so I believe that's uh, an exciting opportunity. And then we also work closely with influencers and dermfluencers, um, dermatologists, and I think they saw multiple exciting opportunities to just continue build upon. That's great. So then you kind of touched on this a little bit. So what does having Griffin involved in the business mean for revision moving forward? And like, what can we expect in 2022? I feel that this partnership um, is about growth. So bringing together our two very complementary companies, uh, positions revision skincare with the funding, scale and and capabilities to compete and win uh, in today's very dynamic global environment. Uh, Griffin comes with a lot of expertise, both on the provider side. uh, If we talk about dermatologists, they come with a lot of uh, expertise on skincare um, and scientific skincare or scientifically backed skincare brands. So I believe it's truly a marriage between the revision team and the Griffin team and their network that can take us to do, I don't know, the sky's the limit. That's what I feel. <laughs> Tell me what are the brands under revision and maybe you can get me up to speed quickly on like some big highlights from each one or some of the ones that are, you know, you want to spotlight. Absolutely. We, we have a portfolio of 30 products, but we have, so we are truly an anchor brand for, for the dermatologists and plastic surgeons, but we have five major franchises, I would say. One is iFirm. So you mentioned Nectifirm, which is a neck product. And then we have BodyFirm. So it's um, a firming product for the body. So that's one. IntelliShade, as you mentioned, is our uh, uh, anti-aging, truly uh, five-in-one moisturizer that also has SPF uh, and tint. That's the second one. We have DEJ. And DEJ, it's a family of products. It stands for the demi-epidermal junction. So it's the layer between the outer layer of the skin and the lower. It's almost like the mattress of of your your skin so if you think about the surfaces the sheets and then you have the mattress 
that is what's aging and is falling apart. So if I look at my 12-year-old daughter, she's perfect. She's plump and everything. As we age, not so much. So we have um, the DJ franchise, which is one day product, a night product, and an eye product, uh, which is very, very big. Then we have an antioxidant franchise, vitamin C. So C plus correcting complex is the largest product. And last but not the least, which I'm super excited about, which is our newest franchise, is Revox line relaxer and that is a product that is really addressing uh, expression lines and pairs perfectly with neuromodulators with toxins like botox and, and discord so mm. it's actually five uh, true pillars and then we have of course cleansers bath bar products and everything else okay so it's a big encompassing line of products that are addressing specific kind of trouble areas or just general buckets of skincare where consumers have concerns, obviously. Absolutely. And we see that if we look at the population um, and demographics of, of our users, it's really starting in early 20s, then it goes up to, you know, 70 plus. Mm-hmm. So based on where you are, you, you may need different products, but we are a line that we've seen patients stay consumers stay with year after year after year you know they tell us i've been using your products for 10 years so that's what we think is exciting because the entire brand is about long-term skin health mm-hmm. so we want people it's not quick fixes it's not something you just do for a while the best results is, is if you stay on the product uh, year after year after year then you really set your skin up for health and a healthy skin is a beautiful skin so Okay. That, all right. Thanks for walking me through that. I was not um, aware of how deep the line is. So um, I want to ask you a little bit about um, the R- the contract manufacturing side, the Goodyear Cosmetics. And I was wondering if you could kind of, um, are there plans for that um, brand or that portion of the company fits into this whole new place where you are with Griffin? Absolutely. So Goodyear Cosmetics is also based here in Dallas and it's the sister company of Revision. And that's, a, as you said, a contract and development manufacturing organization, meaning they have R&D capabilities, uh, all the manufacturing quality testing, uh, clinical support or the test you need to do to actually uh, have over-the-counter products on the market. So all that is is uh, offered by, by Goodyear. And Goodyear has revision as a client, but Goodyear also has other uh, clients. And it depends on what, what your needs are. So we have clients that come with an idea and they just know they want to create a skincare line and they have some thoughts about it. And we can do everything from developing the products, the packaging, the design, messaging, everything. Or it may be um, a global multinational. They already have the recipe and they just want us to manufacture it, but they come to us for reliability and quality. And that's so it's a very broad range of services. And Goodyear is also growing extraordinary fast because clinical skincare and efficacious skincare, I don't think it's here to, it's not a fad. It's here to stay. And we see more and more companies want to look into the high-end efficacious skincare today. So Goodyear is thriving, I would say. It's, it's very, very exciting. Okay. Are you When you're saying they want to invest in clinical, are you seeing that from established manufacturers that may not be in that space or is it? Or is it more like an indie who wants to get in that space? I'm just curious, you know, if you... Or- I would say both. I would say both. And I think at the end of the day, it's driven by the consumer. Mm-hmm. Because I believe the consumer today is very educated. 
very knowledgeable. Uh, and the days when marketing was the driver, they're gone, you know. Well, they want to know what are the ingredients? What do they do? What's the proof? What's the clinical research? So we started seeing this becoming more and more of an interest. A few years ago, a couple of years ago, it boomed during COVID of last year. I think everybody was doing this. We were watching ourselves on, on Zoom and right. figured out that I want to do something with my skin. Mm-hmm. But that is, seems to stay. So once you start using really efficacious product, it, mm-hmm. it's hard to stop. Right. So I, I believe that's where we see this huge drive and underlying uh, growth of the market and, and tailwinds to clinical skincare mm-hmm. is driven by the consumer. Right. They're picky. They're very discerning. Right. That makes a lot of sense. So um, maybe my last two questions, you know, kind of wrap into that. Um, so what are some of the biggest challenges right now that you're seeing in the clinical or physician dispensed category in general? Um, you know, coming as we come out of the pandemic, um, you know, obviously everyone's getting back out there, like in person and things like that. So are there any big challenges you're facing right now? I think one of the challenges is for anybody, again, I have a 12-year-old daughter and she's on TikTok and she's uh, all over social media. Mm-hmm. And where she's gathering information is sometimes from good sources and sometimes from not so good sources. So I think one of the challenges for any industry where the bar is set very high and, and you prove things with clinicals is to make that message come across in all the noise. So we work a lot with dermatologists because they are clearly the, the skin specialists in the world. They, they are very, very knowledgeable. And I'm glad to see that more and more dermatologists are spending time educating consumers on social media. And I just hope that is a challenge because there's so much information out there that may not be true. Mm-hmm. And uh, we support it with um not, not just scientifically backed ingredients, but we do a lot of clinical research. You know, we prove our products uh, on patients. And I think the biggest challenge is to stand out in, in all the noise. What is the real deal and what is more fluff and marketing? Mm-hmm. That is one of the biggest challenges. Right. So are we going to see more dermatologists on TikTok now? Is that? I believe so. I absolutely believe so. I hope so. Okay. Yeah, it's hard to, my daughters are both on TikTok uh, big time too. So I totally understand where that's all coming from. Um, you know, and then it may be wrapping up. Can I just get your thoughts on, you know, the marketplace for 2022? Um, you know, if you have any kind of outlook on what you think is going to be, you know, a hot topic or where it's going to be growing or, you know, what we're going to be hearing. Well, to start with, the market is continuing to grow. So it wasn't um, a COVID uh, just in the moment that skincare became very popular. I think skincare is, is here to stay. You know, everybody has skin, but the interest and going back to the consumer, you know, how knowledgeable they are, that is here. So I think if we look at the market as such, it's growing high single digits, perhaps even low double digits in the professional skincare market, which is an extraordinary growth. Right. Um, I believe that's going to stay. What I think it's exciting is to incorporate skincare in everything we do. So I think incorporating in procedures, you know, if we go uh, get any kind of procedure, what is the complementary skincare? Because getting a procedure is going to the dentist, but you can't just brush your teeth once a year, right? You, you know, you get your, your teeth cleansed and then there are 364 days that where you need to do it yourself. And I think this pairing to the procedures and then, have a regimen on very efficacious skincare. That excites me a lot. 
And I think it was more separated in the past, but I, I see now that both the dermatologists and the consumers, they understand what can I do when I get home to keep the, these results. So that's a trend that I think is uh, continuing to be very, very strong to pair it with different procedures. Okay, great. All right, Maria, thank you so much for giving me some insight on that. Um, you know, definitely interesting to learn more about the brands, um, the contract manufacturing side too. I wasn't really sure how that fit into it, but that's definitely an interesting um, side of the business too. So I appreciate your time today. Thank you so much. Thank you.